When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant, servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one, and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witness. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers, in this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Last week, we started a series on Acts, which, uh, and what, which we're going to do between now and Pentecost. Pentecost is, uh, comes 50 days, that's why it's called Pentecost, 50 days after Easter. Uh, and in those 50 days, we are going to explore the book of Acts, which comes after the Gospel of Luke. Luke continued the story of the early church in Acts. And uh, it really begins with the events of Pentecost, but we're going to wait 50 days to go back to the beginning like Truffaut. We're going to go out of sequence. <laughs> so, uh, you know who really comes out looking good in Pentecost, or not in Pentecost, in Acts, is Peter. Remember Peter from the Gospels? Not the sharpest tool in the shed, was he? He was not really, uh, he didn't really shine very well in the Gospels. And in fact, when push came to shove, not only did he desert Jesus, but denied him three times. Not really the guy you want in your corner, I guess, if he's, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like uh, the greatest disciple. And in in the first gospel, especially in Mark, he really represents failed discipleship over and over again. Peter is the first one to talk and usually the first one to get everything wrong and not quite catch what's going on. And yet, when we get to Acts, holy cow, he really shines. The, the text we just heard uh, is Peter's second sermon in Acts. We're only in chapter 3. And uh, it's pretty good stuff. When people, when I was young, and those who knew me when I was young, and I said, I want to be a preacher someday, and they rolled their eyes at that and thought, really, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I always said, well, look at Peter. <laughs> if Peter can do it, so can I. And so here I am now. So Peter, you know, Peter came out looking pretty good in Acts. And in this, in this story, uh, we have a sermon coming out of Peter right on the heels of, of a pretty significant event, which Jane kind of told you about, but I'm going to tell you again. Peter and John, they're on their way to the temple, and there is someone who'd been uh, crippled from birth, lame from birth, uh, hasn't been able to walk, and they always stuck him outside the beautiful gate, which led into the temple grounds. And so if you were going to temple, you went through one of the many gates, and this one was called the Beautiful Gate. It was probably beautiful. 
is why they did that. So <laughs> go, you go in there, and this uh, fellow would sit at the beautiful gate and and ask for money and ask for help because he couldn't work and there was no welfare in Rome. So uh, he would beg for money. And Peter and Jane, Peter and John, come up to him and they say, "I'm sorry." Um, you know, listen to me. We don't have any gold. We don't have any silver. But I will give you what I have. Peter reached out his hand and helped him to stand. And all of a sudden, after being for the first time ever in his life, he got up and walked. He stood. He jumped. He leapt around. He danced. He went running through the temple grounds, telling everybody. These guys healed me just a minute ago. Those guys over there. And they all kind of went out into what's called Solomon's porch or portico. And they were standing around there and everyone was looking at Peter like, wow. And Peter said, really? You, you think this is so amazing and you, th- you want to credit me with all with this healing? But I want to tell you that this is not anything to do with myself or John, but this is the power of the risen Christ. And then goes on to point out that everyone around here who was shouting crucify him, I want you to remember this. Because that same person that you were crying out, crucify him to, that is the one who healed this young man. And that is by whose power we preach to you now. And they proclaim Jesus' power and invited everyone to get on board. Hey, bygones are bygones. I'm willing to overlook the whole crucify him thing. Come on over to our side. Come on over and accept the grace of God through Jesus Christ and get to know who that Jesus really is, the Messiah, the anointed one of God. Now sometimes, I do want to, here's a caveat, I do want to say sometimes this has been seen as some kind of indictment against the Jewish people. But what I want to say to that is Peter was Jewish. (laughs) You know, Peter was talking to family. This was an insider conversation. Jesus, you know, Peter was not accusing, it wasn't a Christian accusing the Jews of killing Jesus. Peter was a Jew talking to other Jews saying, this is the Messiah we've been looking for. And you can tell that because we, he just made a lame man walk. (laughs) So come on and, and let's all get to know this Messiah of God together. It's kind of like Baptists talking to Baptists, right? <laughs> Peter was an insider. And so, you know, he deflects this credit from himself and gives it over to God and gives glory to God in Christ. Uh, and we are told that it is the name, Peter says this, the name of Christ made this man strong. I like that. The name of Christ made this man strong. Kind of reminds me of Psalm 28, 7. It says this. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. It is the name of Jesus that made this man strong. I guess I want to ask today, how does that work? How are we made strong by Jesus? Well, I got to tell you, so... I, I, part of the way this works is I think that the, what we have in Christ is a lens through which we can look at the world and begin to make sense of it. 
In other words, when we look at the world through the eyes of Christ, through the, through the lens of the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ, things start to come into focus. And when we can see things the way they are and the way they ought to be, and we can start moving in that direction, that, that gives us conviction. And conviction is a wonderful, strong thing to have. Conviction is what inspires us to step out of the box and to, and to do bold, God-sized things. And so I want to, I want, you know, and, and we, don't have to, we don't have to compare Jesus to everyone else or do all kinds of things like that. What we, do, what we do have is this lens through which we can make sense of the world. And that lens is Jesus Christ. Amen? The other thing I want to say is that what, what Jesus is for us is a light in the darkness. John 1, 5 says this, A light shines in the darkness, and that darkness has not overcome. When Jesus shines that light for us, we can see where we're going. We can see what's around us. And the darkness that's inside of us is dispelled. One of the unique things about light is that it can overcome any amount of darkness. No matter how dark, a little bit of light can make it go away. And it doesn't matter how dark it is, darkness is never going to take away the light. Light trumps dark every time. Every time. <laughs> That's strong. That's Jesus' strength coming to us. When, when we find ourselves uh, following that light, when we find Jesus pointing us toward the goodness of the world and shining a light on all that is right and righteous in the world, that can make us strong. That can give us strength. That can help us get through the dark times and back out into the light that we see at the end of the tunnel. And here's the other thing that I think is, is empowering and strengthening for us. Jesus asks us to just be a part not the whole thing. Now, I know some of us out here, some of us feel the burden of all of it. Some of us feel like it's, you know, it's entirely up to us to either make the world a better place, to make our lives a better place, to manage everything that comes our way. And what God offers us in Jesus Christ is, is a partner who links us together into a bigger picture and makes us a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. It's like this, in John 15, 5, what Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, whoever abides in me, and I in them, will bear much fruit. You don't have to be the whole vine. You don't have to be the whole tree. You don't have to provide every grape out there. You just have to be one little branch. <laughs> and one little branch is producing a little bit of good fruit. And we start gathering all that fruit together pretty soon, you know what you got? You got some good wine, that's what you got. <laughs> and there's nothing like good wine, amen? <laughs> and I need to remind you that wine always represents grace in the, uh, in the Bible, so it's a metaphor, right? <laughs> good wine represents God's grace. And we provide just a little bit of grape for that good wine. We don't have to be the whole Megillah. We don't have to make it all happen on our own. Thank the Lord. Amen. And, and that goes not only for transforming the world into the kingdom of God. This goes in your personal life too. There's, a, there's always, there's a lot of people involved in a family. And there's always that one for whom, who, 
All the burden lies on that one person. 80% of everything is done by that one person. And that person sits up late at night worrying about how they're going to make everything right for everybody. And what Jesus says is, no, no, no. You're a branch. And you're providing great fruit. Let me help you with some of the other, uh, the other things that need to be taken care of. We are invited by Jesus to give over some of those burdens. To hand off some of that work that needs to be done. To spread it out a little bit. Jesus says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Now I'm talking to those people in the family who feel like they got to make everything happen. Jesus is saying, no, I will give you a little bit of rest for your soul. You don't have to be everything. Come take my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now on a practical level, what that means is that you've got to hand things over to Jesus and then... Stop taking it back. <laughs> right? We, we always do this. Oh yeah, Jesus, I want, I want your help taking care of all of this. And then we call him and you go, wait, uh, well, not this. I'm thinking I'm going to take that. No, I'll take that. Well, you know what? I don't, you don't really need to be bothered with this. <laughs> I'm going to take that too. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me grab some of that too. Get all of that. Pretty soon we're way back down with everything that we tried to hand over to Jesus in the first place. Jesus says, no, leave it here. Let me help. Let me carry that for you. You know what? You carry my burden. You carry my yoke. And that burden is to just love on God and love on each other. Amen? Love on God and love on each other. Let me help you carry the rest of all of that. That was Matthew 11. And the other, common, the other thing that, that Jesus does that helps to make us strong is that Jesus says you are never going to be alone in that struggle. I find this to be incredibly comforting. You are never alone. You are never left without a source of strength and courage and light and life. You always have a partner. In Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, 15, I will not leave you orphaned. I will not leave you orphaned. I, you are adopted into my family. You're not out there on your own. You're not left as an orphan without resource, without love, without connection, without any of those things. I will not leave you orphaned. And then in Matthew 28, 20, some of the very last things he says in Matthew, Lo, I am with you, even unto the end of the, end of the age. Last thing Jesus said before leaving the earth and going to be with God in heaven is, even though I'm leaving now and you won't see me, I am with you always. And we all know the truth of that. We feel it now. Amen? We feel it now. What Peter wants to tell everyone is that when we are feeling helpless, when we are feeling hopeless, when we are feeling weak, when we are feeling lame like this, person sitting at the beautiful gate, when we are feeling blind and can't find our way, when we are feeling deaf and can't hear what is being said, when we look around the world and it just looks like it's all falling apart and we don't know what to do about it, what Peter wants to say is, Jesus is your strength. Amen? 
Jesus is your strength. You want to be strong enough to face the powers and principalities of this world. You want to be strong enough to get through your everyday. You want to be strong enough to get over the hurdles and the obstacles. Jesus says, lean on me. And I will help you get through it. By giving you space and time and love. Giving you other people. And giving you that Holy Spirit sense of connection to God. And never leaving you alone. We are strong in the Lord. We are strong in the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we hear this sermon from Peter, we are reminded that you are the source of strength and that we can access that strength through Jesus Christ, through his life, his teachings, and beyond that, through his presence in our lives today in the Holy Spirit. We invite you to be that source of strength in our lives and help us to know how to turn to it and not rely on our own strength because we know, God, that we can't get through it alone. We thank you for that and the blessing of this space and each other. In Christ we pray. Amen.